Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game, plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM's Gil Alexander. It is Kelly Bidlin in the hizzy. How you doing, Kelly? Doing Just well. How about you? I'm very well. Uh, we're going to talk about the Heat and the Celtics here momentarily, the Nuggets and the Lakers. Uh, still to come, though, on this show today. We will have one still to come. I mean, coming up, I should say. Jake Hahn on the Stanley Cup list. Hey, I, I hear they're playing hockey tonight. Hey, well, how about that? <laughs> Allegedly, that's going to begin today. Thanks for coming back, NHL. We forgot <laughs> about you there for a second. Uh, Hurricanes and Panthers tonight. We'll get his thoughts on that. And, of course, the Knights, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, taking on the Dallas Stars in the Western Conference Finals. We'll get Jake's thoughts on that. Bill Krakenberger, unscripted with the crack man which we do each and every Thursday. You know, we missed the uh, five-year anniversary of PASPA being ruled unconstitutional over this past weekend, so maybe I'll get Crack's thoughts on where we are five years later. I can almost anticipate what he's going to say. But I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm curious. We'll he, keep it. We'll keep he's it. an interesting guy to ask that question. He would be, yeah. yeah. So we'll get into that and whatever else he wants to talk about. So I guess that part might be scripted because I'm thinking about asking him that. It's not really scripted, but I'm just pondering it. He was in Fuego last week, though. He was. It was. Boom, one thing after another. Or we could just have him give out more restaurants for another hour. <laughs> we could do that. I'm sure people would love that if you're coming into Vegas. Um, okay, let us begin with the Heat and the Celtics game number one. I just want to say this off top. How many times this week, Kelly, did I have some version of response, whether it was to you or any of our basketball guests, where everyone was like, oh, yes, this line is right on the series. This line is right. Oh, we're going to die on this hill. And I'm like, can you tell me why? You, are you sure about that? Now, I didn't win, I didn't take the Heat to win out, right? So let me just slow my roll, too. I did take the Heat plus the points last night. The Heat end up getting it done and winning out, right? 123 to 116. And they take a one game to nothing lead in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics. They snatch home court advantage away from Boston. Uh, didn't start out that way, though. It was a 47 to 47 game. It was nip tuck with under 5.30 left in the second quarter. By the time there were two minutes left in the half, the Celtics had gone on a 15-2 run to take a 62-49 lead. They led by nine at the half, 66-57. And if you looked at the box score, they were dominating. Points of the paint for the Celtics in the first half tied a season high for a half for them. A 40-16 advantage points in the paint. They were 19-8 points off turnovers at the half. Um, Marcus Smart had 10 assists at halftime, tying a career high for him for a half. And then within the first four minutes of the second half, and the Celtics had gotten it back to had gotten it to twelve point lead. 
But within the first four minutes of the second half, um, Miami had gone on a 15-6 to run to tie it up at 72 apiece. They had regained a lead shortly after. In fact, the Celtics' last lead of the game would turn out to be with 6.46 left in the third quarter because by the end of that frame, by the end of the third quarter, the Heat led by 12. They had been down by 12 in the quarter. They led by 12 at the end after outscoring the Celtics 46-25 to in the third. Let me repeat that. 46-25. to They led 103-91. to They did it on 17 for 26 shooting from the field in the third as I mentioned, both teams led by 12 at different points in that quarter. Joe Mazzula, this has been a theme on Celtics' bad games this postseason, because remember, it's a very Jekyll and Hyde with this team, chose not to call a single timeout in that disastrous third quarter. Um, not only the postseason, really a season-long storyline with him where he, he lets his players, he's a penchant for trying to let his players sort things out, a la Phil Jackson with the Jordan Bulls or with the Lakers. This ain't them, though. And Joe Mazzulla ain't Phil Jackson, but that's how he tries to do it. Yep. Um, by the way, I have a bigger problem. I'm, people are going to make a lot about that, which I guess I might have just done, but I, I have a bigger problem with him than that, which we'll get to momentarily. The Celtics, by the way, then scored the first seven points in the first 93 seconds of the fourth quarter to immediately cut the lead back down to five, 103 to 98, and you're like, oh my God, we got a ball game. The Celtics never got closer than five. We're talking the last 10-27 of this game, with the exception of 21 total seconds, when they had cut it briefly to four with just over two minutes left. But a Caleb Martin three and a Jimmy Butler three that used every part of the rim multiple times um, really slammed the door shut for good. He crews in from there, 123-116. to 116. Butler ends up 34-5-7 and seven with six steals. Bam. 28 and 5. He was 9 of 13 from the floor. Six Heat players with 15 or more. First time ever in franchise postseason history. Add Struess, Vincent, Martin, and Lowry to that list of uh, scoring 15 points or more. In defeat, Tatum 30 and 7. Brown 22, 9 and 5. Both teams shot it great from the field. 54.1% for Miami, 52.5% for Boston. But Miami shot 16 of 31, 51.6% from behind the arc. And really, if you're going to shoot 16 for 31 from behind the arc, maybe nothing else matters. But. Just first half, second half. Boston had 15 assists and five turnovers in the first half. Seven assists, 10 turnovers in the second. On the other side, Miami took much better care of the ball. Nine assists, 11 turnovers in the first half. 11 assists, four turnovers in the second. Mentioned the Celtics dominated points in the first half, 40 to 16. In the second half, Miami edged Boston 24-22 in points of the paint. And then second chance points, Boston had an 11-2 edge in the first half compared with a 10-7 advantage for Miami in the second. But here's... Let's get into this, because the last 449 of the game, Jason Tatum had zero field goal attempts and got to the line one time. He had four field goal attempts in the entire second half, didn't take a single shot in the box score in the fourth. He made three of his four turnovers inside the final three minutes, including on back-to-back possessions without two minutes to go. And Marcus Smart, who I mentioned had 10 assists in the first half, he had one right at the beginning of the second half and never again. Celtics' fourth, lo- fourth home loss of the postseason. The last three postseasons at home, they're 11-11. and 11. That's not a championship team, man. Undrafted free agents for Miami, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess. We'll even throw in Haywood Highsmith. But I'm just saying, this team is, we, we mentioned it for a few weeks now. You can't quantify because it's deflected passes. It's loose balls. It's points off screens. It's all these random things that we don't process. 
And so the, the Jekyll and Hyde, you know, situation continues from game to game with the Celtics, within games for the Celtics. Jason Tatum schizophrenic. I mean, what do you do here? Do you take the Celtics on the adjusted series price? Are you still that bullish on them? Then, well, it is Jekyll and Hyde. They'll come back. They have a talent advantage. It'll happen. Where do you stand now? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's tougher for me to say because that was one, like I mentioned on the show yesterday, where if I thought the Heat were going to take one, that I thought game one gave them the best opportunity. Um, that's that, that's kind of how why I bet the series the way I bet it. Because I don't know if I'd, I don't, I don't know that if I was, if I didn't have those bets, yes, I'd probably be coming in on a Celtics bet. Um, but yeah, man, like you're talking about, it's, 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 it's for me, it's more, way more the Celtics' problems than the Heat doing, doing things well, right? It's, it's, it's Missoula, it's Tatum. Uh, uh, I forget who tweeted at us yesterday, the other day, but I'm like, I almost need my two hats, like Tatum defender and Tatum hater, right? It's uh-huh. like, let me put my Tatum hater on a hat for, for a second. It's, one of my big criticisms of him last week was, okay, you're playing out of the outside of the offense by taking all of these shots, right? Well, you did the same thing yesterday. You're playing out of what the offense is supposed to be by not involving yourself whatsoever. So it's just the complete opposite of what of what he did the week before. And the complete opposite of what Jimmy Butler does, which is include everybody. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. The exact opposite of what Jimmy Butler does. Um, ten, over, 10 turnovers between those two guys alone, uh, between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, their two stars alone. Uh, massive. They were... Uh, like I, I could talk about the Heat shot making. Like you said, they were incredible from from three. Even outside of what was it, two pointers outside of the paint, they were ten for fifteen on last night. Jeez. So you think of just outside of the paint, they were twenty six for third, uh, twenty six for forty seven. So like that or forty six, like that's pretty insane. Can they keep that up? I doubt it, but. I mean, but yeah, that, man. That was, is there that was some of what, what people were saying after the Denver win over the Lakers in the right. first game, which is like, oh, could Denver do that again? Probably not. But here's the here's the thing I just want to push back on in both. In both games, both game ones, you know, it's not like LeBron and AD didn't have great games. They did. And in this game, it's oh, yep. it's not like the Celtics didn't play great early and for a whole first half. And it's not like Tatum and, yes, Tatum just disappeared, but it's not like Tatum and Brown and, and Brogdon didn't show up in the box score. They did. The, the interesting thing about this line, I'm talking about the betting line for game two, is what was the instant reaction? It actually became, instead of eight and a half, we got up to nine and a half yesterday, nine and nine and a half on the Celtics. We're seeing some comeback now. It's, it's eight and a half in some spots again, but we have a consensus Celtics favored by nine. So the Celtics are favored by more, and you pointed out off air Largely the reason for this, we can surmise, is this trend that everybody's throwing around, right? Yeah. Which is that since 2019, so just the year before the bubble, playoff home teams down 0-1 are 21-1 straight up and 20-2 against the spread. So the ATS part is the one that's, that, that is, you know, probably what creates the, the the line being what it is? Because if that trend doesn't exist, how would this be nine after what you saw last night? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's there's the zigzag theory crap, too. We're still but talking y- zigzag. Yeah, I mean, like, the, it does get built in there a bit, but yes, the, I, I believe it's a lot of this and books preparing to get a lot of money 
on the Celtics because of this trend. And it's like, it's one of those trends, Gil, like we always try, we always try to say, hey, be careful with trends, right? Because a lot of them can be explained. And I think this one can be explained a bit. Us- well, not usually, only explained, a lot of them are random, right? Right, yes. But like, but okay, why does this one play out like it does? Well, often if they're a home team, at, you're usually the better team. If you've lost game one, all it means is, okay, you're getting another chance to win another game at home after losing game one, and you're likely going to make some adjustments. You're supposed to be the better team already. So I would think straight up in ATS, this should be a winning record anyways. Now, has this gotten ridiculous? Yes, it's gotten ridiculous. Um, there's also there's also the I mean, forgive me if you if you mention this in there where a team that's up one no and if if they're getting blown out may just capitulate in the fourth quarter right yeah where they're just like let's just sit everybody right yeah yes absolutely um, but right. it's a big number it's a big number the thing that bothers me most about Joe Mazzula after the break and uh, thoughts on the Nuggets Lakers they gonna play some golf here at the PGA as well is that gonna happen are we going we're underway we're underway. In Oak Hill, we'll update the early scoreboard, early leaderboard on that. Coming up, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. They are underway. At Oak Hill. I believe Morris Day once had a song about Oak Hill. Oh, no, that's Oak Tree. Um, early leaderboard, Kelly, and I do mean early. Yeah. You got Kazuki Higa at the top? No. I, f- I flirted with a Emiliano Grillo first-round leader bet. Is he uh, still one under? Uh, I, I have him as even, but you, you might Okay, then he gave one back. I didn't bet it anyways. Good. 
You, you know the, you know how it goes when you get close to betting someone, but you don't. Yeah. Now I'm actively rooting against him. No, I, I, I hope he puts some total gambling yeah. psychology. I hope he puts like six bogeys on the board. Today. Listen, there's so I didn't I didn't play either of the two men's matches at, at, in Italy today. Mm-hmm. By the way, please, Iga, don't be hurt. That could be the biggest sports story in the world today. But please don't be hurt. She had to retire yesterday. Uh, don't be hurt. Seriously, that is heading into the French. But you know, so there's this match day. I've been riding Yannick Hanfman. The whole time through Italy, Close. like he's he's been my my horse throughout this whole thing, and so today I didn't play him, and so I am I am actively rooting for him to lose in my head, so that I don't miss, so that I didn't miss an additional opportunity. Oh, I hear you. Total, total gambling psychology. Your Oppo crew then today though he's uh, he's I, I'm, who am I Oppo? I'm getting distracted by TVs behind you. Sweden oh. scored a goal in whatever hockey game's going on behind you. Um, the, <laughs> the crew downstairs there they 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 uh. They've been tailing the Yannick Hansman. So oh, so they da- went rogue they, and they bet, bet him, him again? Yeah, they bet him today. Why <laughs> are you guys going rogue? It's Medvedev. All right, we'll see. Maybe they'll get there. Right, well, now I, okay, now see, I have no problem with them winning. Now I can root right, for Right, now them. you can root for yeah. them. See, see, that's the way it that's goes. That's the way it goes. Just like, hey, I'm happy you won your heat bet last night. Well, I didn't have you. a bet on the uh, game. Good right. bet. That's right. I don't have no problem with anybody else winning, which, by the way, is a very uh, apparently uh, scarce uh, characteristic in gambling Twitter. Re- you oh may God, know this. It really is. <laughs> the the mishugas of like not wanting someone else to win when you're not even involved is like the sickness beyond all sickness. It's, it's the one we say it every time, man, but it's like, dude, we're, we're sitting at a blackjack table again. Oh we is a poker table. I ain't trying to take your money. That's right. It's so ridiculous. Why are we talking to each other like this? That's what that's such a that's such a gambling one on one thing. Kazuki Higa is your early, and I do mean early leader at the uh, PGA Championship Golf Second Major of the Year. This is at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York. Uh, a Japanese player who is three under through four. Uh, he has a one stroke lead over one stroke lead over Scott Stallings, who's Oof. two under through three. And then there's a bunch at one under Thurston Lawrence from South Africa. Uh, Ryan Fox, uh, Australian KH Lee. Adam Svensson, Davis Riley, Justin Thomas, one under through one. So he birdies his first hole, first big name, if you will, who's out there playing, and he birdies his very first hole. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Colin Morikawa, Brooks Kepka. they've just sort of gotten on. Uh, Kepka is even through one. Rory is even through one. Morikawa even through one. I see uh, w- one of my first-round leader bets, Wyndham Clark, is one over par. That's cool. <laughs> uh, through three, oh, you're, um, you're very excited about that. I can see. Yeah, I did bet. I bet Finau, Hatton, Clark, and Gary Woodland in the first round. Do you want to flash up your all your bets or again? Oh um, yeah, we can. I didn't put the yeah. I didn't put the first round leaders on there, but um, okay. yeah, everything I've got going: uh, Cantlay, Finau, Sung J M, Cameron Smith, Terrell Hatton, and Keegan Bradley in the outright markets. Uh, top twenties on Xander Shoffley. Uh, we didn't get time to it yesterday, but that that's me and the great Keegs. The last time he won a major, about 12 years ago, a PGA Championship, so I had to put a little flyer on him in back in the North. You got no here. facial hair there, do you? Oh, yeah, that's a young Kelly Bidlin right wow. there. Wow, okay. Uh, that's, a, that's a 24-year-old or whatever Kelly Bidlin. Um, so, yeah, top 20s on Xander, Cantlay, Tony Finau, Terrell Hatton, Wyndham Clark, Gary Woodland. Matchups, Finau over Day, Cameron Davis over J.T. Poston, Wyndham Clark over Corey Connors, Wyndham Clark over Siwoo Kim, and Hideki Matsuyama over Jordan Spieth in the all-injured matchup. Higa just birdied again. He's four under through five. That's incredible. Kazuki Higa. Scott Scott Stallings, I'm not surprised to see there. He's uh, he, He's been a first-round leader champion. Kazuki Higa, who's starting on the back nine today, he parred the 10th hole, and then he birdied 11, 12, 13, and 14. 
man. It's pretty wild. Nice yeah, and, we, and I think we said it a little bit off the top, but yeah, there was a, a frost delay. We talked about the possibility of this happening yeah. the past couple days. <laughs> it lasted, I think, even longer than people thought. Like it was cold this morning. It was it was like low thirties this morning. Frost out there. Uh, they did the whole. Turn on all the sprinklers to like wash down the frost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Um, did that, had to take like an hour to get the course reset before they finally got people out there. But it was like, what, an hour and a half, two hour delay from when they were originally planning to start. I mean, I know we have 67 more holes of golf to play for this guy, but like one of the things we're saying is this is about fairway accuracy. And if you can just put it in the middle of the fairway and avoid the very punitive rough, You'll go a long way. So here, and we also were saying like, oh boy, it's some people are saying it's the toughest course they've ever seen. The winning score, man, four to six under par, whatever. He's four under through five. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I, hey, and there's a lot of these. There's a lot of these guys that that hey, like when you track track golf like we do every oh, week. Oh yeah, oh like, it's ridiculous. I know ninety five percent of these. Days. You don't even know them. I have no idea who. Kazuki wow. Is. Now, now everybody's rooting for him just for that. Because no one even knows who he is. You don't even know who he is, and you look at this every day. Yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, Missoula. Let me pay off the Missoula thing. You know, more than the non-timeouts, back to the Celtics. Post-game press conference, what does Joe Missoula always talk about? He always talks about adjustments on offense, right? It's the biggest difference between him and Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka used to talk about adjustments on defense. Missoula's always like, we got to take more threes. We got to take less threes, whatever it is. That's the biggest single difference, and I think he's kind of missing the point. Like, they went exhaustively yesterday about how the Celtics didn't get back on transition defense. The adjustments seemed to lack on defense. Anyway, I think he's almost focused on the wrong thing at all times. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, that transition defense is a thing. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. that's like fundamental basketball, right. which you learn in sixth grade, right? It's like, get back on D. That's what, like, when that. I was looking at numbers this morning from that game last night, like, those really jumped out, the, uh, yeah. uh, the transition stuff. Uh, what about tonight? Denver and the Lakers. So if, if the Heat and Celtics don't uh, capture your attention, certainly game one of the Lakers and the Cel- excuse me, of the Lakers and the Nuggets did. Nuggets five and a half point favorites again. Total at two twenty seven and a half. This this opened at two twenty three and a half. Uh, they scored how many points in game one? Was it two hundred and fifty eight? I believe I'm doing that. the math in my head. Uh, two hundred fifty eight. So it it soared over the total. I don't know how you can play an under here. And then, I am with you. I mean, no, not yet. Not, not yet in this series. I'm not saying like roll to play the overs, but I don't know how you can stomach an under until you see something on the court that would lead you to believe that it could be an under. Um, what do you think? We, we talked about this extensively yesterday. Game one of the Lakers Nuggets was probably more confusing than any other game in terms of a takeaway because while the Nuggets won and while Jokic could do whatever he wanted, the Nuggets shot the lights out. They hit a couple prayers, um, prayers to the point where the Lakers, you know, defenders, AD's like laughing and, yeah. and, and LeBron's <laughs> giving a thumbs up. And yet the Lakers kept it close, but another but on the other side, AD had a great game. LeBron had a great game. So it's not like the Lakers can say, well, this guy, I mean, our stars didn't play. They did. And the Lakers don't appear to have any answers on defense. I don't know. You know, was it a moral victory for the Lakers? They're on their moral victories. I get it. But you understand what I'm saying. Like, could they have, for any loss, could they have taken away the, the most positive feeling? Certainly, if you watched ESPN afterwards, you felt like if you had just landed that they had won the game. Um, so, I don't know. Where do you Are you betting this preflop? I, I'm not betting it preflop. I, 
Honestly, I've got my series positions. I don't know uh, that I'll be doing a ton of game-by-game betting. However, I did come in on the the Lakers uh, to, what, win in six, win in seven after game one. So, obviously, yes, I lean that side a little bit tonight. Um, you have Boston five or six in the other series. Boston five and six in the other series. So, obviously, five and five, five's going to be tough. Five's going to be, be tough. tough. All of them are going to be tough uh, after last night. I, the one thing I want to bring up real quick. Real quick on Joe Bazzola, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, did you catch the quote of we want like the, he's very stubborn in some of these po- in post game too, right? So did you catch the quote of him saying we won three out of the four quarters? Oh no, I did. How do you say that after losing oh, a playoff man. game? Like he, he literally said that. We like won three out of four that's fine. You lost the game, man. Yeah. What, what does it matter? Um, I think both these games, game ones. Denver, L.A., way more crazier. But Miami-Boston was a little like that, too, right? Like, Boston ends up closing out that first half strong. They take a sizable lead into the into halftime and come out in the third quarter, and that's when the Heat, you know, blow them out, and you've kind of got this new game in the fourth quarter. But both of them, both these game ones were, like, two different stories in two different halves. I generally hate must-win questions, but I think they're fascinating for this. Yeah. Do you believe that both for the Lakers and the Celtics, game twos are must-win situations. In other words, if they lose, if the Nuggets go up 2-0, or the Heat, obviously, getting them both on the road, if the Heat go up 2-0, that both series are effectively over. Because the Lakers would have to win four or five. Celtics, absolutely. Absolutely. They lose that game... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They, if they lose game two, they're falling apart clearly more than we even know, and there's no chance. Lakers... Yeah, I think it's a it's a pretty much must win, but I think they could survive. I thought you would have gone the other way if the Celtics are that much more talented. Hockey break next with Jake Hahn next. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. There's a lot to bet on in the next 30 days, and for a limited time, you can subscribe to VSEN for only $9.99. That gets you insight into daily baseball best bets, NBA, and NHL playoffs. Only Visa Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSEN uh, show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Also, a top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, the feedback on all. Sam Wesley asking about Iga Sviatek's injury. So for those who missed it, uh, third set yesterday against Elena Rubakina in Italy, she had a thigh injury. And had to withdraw. This is uh, obviously a uh, little before the French Open begins, a little more than a week from now. And so sort of a, you know, got to err on the side of caution. And, and so she withdrew. Now, the question is, is there more serious damage? She's getting that check today. I, you know, and his question, Sam Wesley's, was any immediate reaction uh, wagers, immediate reaction wagers to the Eagle withdrawal today or too soon to infer something. I'm an, I'm, I think it's too soon to infer because she could be okay. Her expression wasn't that pained at the end. So hopefully she uh, came away unscathed. Mike Alvarez, analytics, analytics, a wise woman once said, how do you, <laughs> he's talking about my mom, uh, how do you quantify Jimmy freaking Butler? He says, seriously, I'm asking, how does one quantify a I, bad mofo like that? It is incredible. We, I mean, him specifically, I don't know, but we tried with with all the other random stats we gave out that, <laughs> that Kings, uh, that uh, Kirk Goldsberry put out for us. Um, so shout out to him on, again, just sort of the attempt to quantify the Miami Heat screen assists, charges drawn, loose balls recovered, deflections, all of them 
number one for the Heat uh, amongst postseason teams. By the way, my comparison from uh, making that comparison, Austin Reeves to the actor Alan Ruck, who played Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We mentioned, place, Snoop, yeah. we mentioned Snoop had it yesterday. <laughs> now some other actor, Michael Warburton, is, is tweeting out about that. Thank you, Richard Palmer, for pointing that out. Um, Ray Pierce, I would like to contribute to the GoFundMe account for Kelly Bidlin. That will be necessary because of constantly betting against Miami. Yep. Thank you. We might have to fire that up. Our listener, Mark Maynard, heels on the ground, feet on the ground. Good morning from Oak Hill for the delayed tee-off. There is zero wind right now, he said. Yeah, if you if you don't mind just tweeting at me every hour with uh, weather updates for the next four days, that'd be great. <laughs> Michael Barboza. <laughs> Greetings again, Gil. Any tennis recommendations for today? Matches are about to get going. Bummer for Eagle. Looking forward to the show today. Thanks. I stayed away from both men's matches today. Um, thought Medvedev would uh, would finally beat Hanfman. And then I do think Tsitsipas gets by Korich later. Uh, Chorich, I should say. Len Glauzenski. Gil, watched the entire Heat game last night. Missoula is outcoached. You never hear him discussing game strategies, always stressing energy, hustle, physicality. If you have to get your team to play with enthusiasm, they're done. It's the finals of the conference. I think that's that's a great tweet. That That's the part that concerns me the most, I guess, with my Celtics best, like when we were ending last segment. Just when you think about them, though, and that you can't you can't have one great performance and then one bad you performance no. as yeah. a team, as a player, within games, three jack H thirty one thirty one grabbed the Heat to win the East at five to one a couple weeks back. I don't trust the Celtics. Heat showing they can win fast paced and slow paced games. Spolster huge advantage over Missoula. Yeah, I pointed that out many times. Wishing I had grabbed twenty five to one to win it all at the same time. To win it all. Hey, uh, Alianis. Hey, Gil. Don't know how much you've been keeping up with the Giants this year, but this Casey Schmidt monster is batting four hundred in two weeks and has the fastest infield assist of the season. Should we be looking at Rookie of the Year odds? Jason Weingart, unfortunately. Um, he's also asking Jason, unfortunately, not up offshore, though. Yeah, offshore doesn't have these up on a regular basis, sadly, like uh, the legalized ones do. So there we go. There's a shout-out to legalized sportsbooks. They have those up every day. Offshores no, don't mm-hmm. necessarily. Uh, we'll read more tweets, but Jake Hahn joins us now to talk some hockey. The Stanley Cup playoffs after a very uh, very deep dive numbers game investigation reveals that the Stanley Cup playoffs resumes tonight in the Eastern Conference after a break that none of us can really explain. Jake Hahn joins us from... Uh, the Fantasy Hockey Show on Sirius XM NHL, and of course, co-host of The Point there as well at jhan 4 on Twitter. Jake, why the delay? Why did we have to go a few days without hockey? Uh, I know it's a, it's a tough time, but at you know, it, a part of me did need a couple days off. You know, I think two is too long though. One is okay between yeah. the the second and the third round. Sometimes I need a, a night to maybe watch a little baseball, watch some basketball. I'm a guy that likes all sorts of sports, so it's nice to kind of take that breather. But two days is too long for me, guys. So I'm I'm excited that we've got hockey back. Tonight. Me too. Two days was too long. I'll tell you where I noticed. I'm one Kelly. Kelly had the same feeling. When the NBA, because we obviously have multiple games a night now because it's the conference finals, we only have one game a night, and they shift the starting time earlier. That was a huge life balance thing. I actually get sleep now. Oh, wow. And, Jake, you don't have to lie, man. Monday when there was no NBA, I was skipping around here like the happiest guy (laughs) on the planet. I'm like, I get a day off? Great. Not me. Yeah, I can watch a movie, maybe watch a show. Like, this time of the year, guys, you you guys know as sports fans, like, I – I don't know. I like to consume other media as well. I have yep. other interests outside of sports. What? And it's, it's, it can be hard. Yeah, I, I know it's Jake, it's hard that to is believe. not allowed on these parts. But <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, yeah. summertime when it's only baseball, you get a little bit of, uh, of a chance to maybe catch up on some of those things. But we've got some great conference finals in the NBA, guys. I know, uh, you know, both of them have gotten underway. We're a game through each of them. 
NHL conference finals may be a bit unexpected, the four teams that, that we got here, but I think they could be highly entertaining. So I, I think uh, we might have to put the shows and the movies aside for a, at least the next uh, next three weeks to a month. Let, let's start there. Before the season, like there's no, I, I know there's no answer to this question, but let's just say some mythical sports book put up final four combinations in hockey. Yeah. What would, I mean, there are not enough zeros to go around for this combination of four, right? I mean, like this was just off the charts. I asked you this before the conference semifinals, which is, okay, power rank these eight teams, and you had Edmonton number one. You were not alone. Yeah. Let's do it for these four. Let's just power rank it before we get into each conference. One, two, three, four. How would you power rank these teams? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. And when you're looking at these four teams, Gil, I, when we look at it small picture going into this year's playoffs, I think this group of four is very surprising. Not a lot of people would have had this in their brackets if you did the, the bracket challenge and you tried to pick all the series all the way through. But if you look at the bigger picture, it makes a lot more sense why these teams are here. Carolina's been a perennial contender for three to four years now always making the second round, hadn't really gotten over that hump with this version of the team. Vegas is a team that's established that their quality. They had a down year last year, but they've been a good team for a while. Dallas, a lot of people expected to be there. And Florida, I know they were an eighth seed, but they won the President's Trophy last year, and they had been building to this over the last couple of years. So when you extend the picture a little bit, it makes a bit more sense why these four teams are here. If I were to power rank them, I would go Carolina at one. I would go Dallas at two, Vegas at three, and Florida at four. I, mean, I, I might, might sound a little unfair to Florida, but I still think they're that eight seed that has won a lot of close hockey games. Not saying they shouldn't be here, but I think they are four of four, at least to, to start the conference final. Yeah, the point of that question is that is that the betting market almost agrees with you. They flip two and three, the Knights and the Stars, but they're all so close. Hurricanes are plus yeah. 225 to win it all. The Knights are plus 260. The Stars plus 310. The Panthers plus 330. So that's it. That's the only difference from plus 225 to plus 330, about as evenly matched as you will get for a Final Four. So about the Canes... Uh, the Hurricanes and the Panthers. Hurricanes minus 135 favorites here in game number one. How do you see this tonight? I actually jumped on an opening line a couple days ago. So it, it hasn't moved too much. I grabbed minus 130 for the Hurricanes here in, in game one. Look, it's been established over the last few years. This is just what the Canes do. They take care of their home ice advantage. And I think that's what makes them so dangerous in this series against Florida. It's what has made them so dangerous through this run so far is that home ice advantage. We're seeing road teams win at a very high clip, but that's not been the case in any series involving the Canes. They take care of their home ice advantage, and they tend to start these series really well, and, and they come ready to play. So game one, I trust the Hurricanes in these types of spots to start series on home ice. Uh, minus 130 is what I grabbed. I'm seeing 135 up to minus 140 in some places. I think the Canes uh, get off to another great start and win game one tonight. You take them for the series as well? I, I do like the series, but I actually kind of like the series price a little bit more than I do tonight. Obviously, the you know the other side to that is that Florida wins tonight, and then all of a sudden you get a better series yeah. price on Carolina after that. So maybe you don't make it a full bet. Maybe you make it a half bet. You see what happens tonight, and you kind of go from there. But I do like the series price. I'm seeing it hover basically around the same price we're seeing for game one tonight. Okay, and then Stars and Golden Knights begins tomorrow night here in Las Vegas at T-Mobile. The Golden Knights are minus 125 in game number one. We're showing minus 130 on the screen. Again, shop around for all of these. Uh, Andy McNeil, our, uh, our guy up in Canada, said he has this series as a coin flip. How do you see this? Yeah. I was he took the words right out of my mouth, Andy. Me, he's uh, he's reading my mail because I was going to say this. This probably has been the most difficult series for me to try to handicap throughout the course of the playoffs so far, and it it kind of feels like one of those series where you need to see a game, maybe a couple games, to really see what 
what it's going to be like. They actually went to a shootout twice in the regular season. So I think that speaks to how close these teams are. Maybe you give Vegas the edge just because they have home ice advantage in this series. I think if you take that away, Dallas is just a slightly better team. They've got some parts that Vegas just doesn't have, including a stud defenseman in Miro Haskinen who can play over 30 minutes a night. And I think he's actually been the most important piece to Dallas so far. So I'm leaning Dallas here, guys, but by no means is it a, a confidence pick to start the series. So it sounds like you are, you are, yeah, it's a little less confidence here in this series. You, yeah. you could see it going either way, but the Hurricanes, you, you are pretty strong on every which way. Yeah, I'm going to back the Canes pretty heavy in that series. I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll ride or die with the Canes in that one. That's that's the, the confidence play right there. All right, just from a hockey fan perspective, real quick answer. Who would you like to see in the in the Stanley Cup Finals? I think it's the Canes time, and I would like to see Dallas make the run. I okay. like a lot of the players in the stars. Jamie Benn, some of those veteran guys. It would be nice to see. Jake, always appreciate it, man. Enjoy tonight's game. Good luck. Always great talking to you guys. Take care. Jake Hahn, everybody from SiriusXM. Coming back. We'll take a stab at NBA Rookie of the Year next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, laces up with a playoff parlay insurance offer. Place a one-game parlay of four legs or more and get back a bonus bet up to $25. If you miss one leg, enjoy the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and parlay selection features throughout the postseason. Log in now or sign up and opt in to get back up to $25 in bonus bets if one leg in your one-game parlay falls short. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 and over, please. New customer offer. All promotions, all promotions that is, subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. So little tennis update again for uh, those who are looking forward to the French Open. By, way, by the way, we will do a Beating the Book French Open preview podcast with Dan Weston and hopefully Drew Dinsick as well here as the uh, tournament uh, approaches next week, right when the draw happens on Thursday, I believe, of next week is what we'll shoot for for Roland Garros. But I mentioned, uh, so Iga, the number one women's world uh, tennis player, number one women's player in the world, 
She has to retire yesterday in Italy against Atlanta Rabakina in the quarters uh, with a thigh injury, hoping it's not more. We will see what the test reveal today. A lot of books took down women's French Open futures, but some are back up. And we're seeing Iga still at about minus 140 to win the tournament. So that, you know, I don't know if that indicates that everybody thinks she's okay. Her expression, if you're just going by facial expression, she seemed to be doing it just as a precautionary thing. She's like, I don't know if I'm okay, but let me just get out of here just in case. The one, the one thing that happened was Arena Sabalenka did go down to about three to one. So that was the one adjustment in that market. But if Iga's playing, if Iga's full strength, I'm sorry. Nobody's beating her. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing because if the, if, it, if this wasn't Iga, would you be like, oh, man, yeah, she, she quit that match yesterday? No, because she never – She here's the thing. She doesn't – first of all, she, she had an injury in – what was it, Indian Wells? No, it was uh, Indian right. Wells? Yeah, she, it or was Miami. Earlier. Miami. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. She, she's not one to do that. You know, It's legit when she does it. So um, when you saw it, you thought legit there's an injury concern here. Oh, she like she slid and she hit the leg. You could tell she was holding her leg during the tiebreaker in the second set. She was hoping to get out of there in the second set with a two-set victory, but she didn't. And so then she's like, do I have to play again? Um, the men's side, what happened just now this morning is, and this was expected because he announced he had a press conference today, so you don't, you don't have to say I'm going to have a press conference to say I'm playing. Uh, Rafael Nadal pulling out of the French Open with a hip injury that uh, – just won't heal properly for the 14-time men's singles champion at Roland Garros to give it a try for number 15. That's just at the French. He's won 22 majors, of course. Um, so, yeah, 36 years old. And he said, I didn't make the decision. My body made the decision. And, and then what? Also, plan, and the news that he plans to, next season, he plans to be his last, it sounds like. Yes, which... I mean, at this point, you just want him to be able to have a last hurrah and, and sort of go out on his own terms. I mean, Federer got to an age, 40 years old, where uh, his body couldn't come back. Uh, in the way. When we, I'll say it again. When I was a kid, when you were like 26 or 27, you were over the hill in tennis. Mm-hmm. These guys, and I'm talking when I say these guys, Rafa, uh, but Roger before that, Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal, and now Novak Djokovic, they are... They're not, they're not Hall of Famers. They're gods. They're tennis gods. Like, you can't even desc- describe, I've said it many times, they're better at tennis than any of us are at anything. And um, so there's a whole generation of tennis players that didn't win any majors, right, really, yeah. because of these three guys. So that's, uh, so that's a story. Now, how did it affect the odds? It was kind of expected. So it's like there's incremental changes. Carlos is still the short shot. Um, Novak is still the second. Novak Djokovic is still the second short shot in this. The the one sort of name that I will throw in there is is Holger Nadskov Vitas Rune, yeah. Holger Rune, who uh, the Danish player who beat Novak um, here in Italy. He he played great in a previous tournament here on clay. Also, like he's a sneaky guy at seven to one. But I think all those odds are proper, and it's not like this Nadal news was that big of a surprise. So it's not like it uh, you know massively moved any markets at this point. But uh, fourteen. Wins at the French 22 overall for Rafa Nadal. We'll see if uh, he can have one last hurrah 
one last uh, show of brilliance here in the uh, final stages of his career, which we can really kind of say now for sure over the next year will be the final stages of his glorious career. Uh, the lottery yesterday, obviously, uh, if you listened to the show a couple days ago, I was just obsessed <laughs> obsessed with the NBA lottery. Hey, if anybody wants to talk about lottery procedure, I'm your guy. Oh, do I love it. Um, Victor Wembanyama. The Spurs will be the team that has the opportunity to pick him. By the way, they will take that opportunity. But how about thoughts on odds to win the NBA Rookie of the Year? Sight unseen for right. all of these yeah. guys. We don't even know who they're going to play for <laughs> besides probably Wembanyama. Uh, maybe you could speculate Brandon Miller goes, you know, or Brandon Miller and Scoot go 2-3, but maybe not even that. So just based on what you've seen and what you hear, Kelly, and we've seen Wembanyama, we've seen Scoot, We've seen, obviously, the college players as well. Is there a play here besides Wimbanyama? I guess it's the real question. So the, and that's, that's kinda, the only question. That's kind of why I built it in here of the, does the hype train? So, okay, if it was not the Spurs, I would be way more cautious with, with, with making any kind of Wimbanyama bets because I think there's a lot of these other teams. We talk about Charlotte, Portland, right? There's already guys who are on the roster that are established as far as usage rate, like LaMelo Ball, Damian Lillard, not like they're going to really give the ball up to a rook too often, right? As far as scoring goes. Victor Webinella going to the Spurs, like there's nobody, there is nobody really in his way from, if I'm Popovich saying, hey, like we're starting, every, like, things are starting to revolve around Victor Webinella offensively and defensively, like right now. Yes. Like it is, go ahead, we're starting this right now. Um, I think he'll still, he's still going to, take some time to come along. I think Scoot Henderson, at least offensively, is going to be a little bit ahead uh, of where he's at. But I, it's fascinating, man. Like, I, I, it's, I'm, not run, I'm not rushing to lay minus $2 like this. But this, is, this has already gone up since it's been posted. And, so, and that has to do, I, I would I, just what you said, because it is the Spurs, there's nobody else to really take the attention. There's not another star. DeJounte's not there anymore. So, but here's the question. So minus 250, we're, you're not racing to bet this. But we saw with Paolo Boncaro last year. Remember this? So Paolo Boncaro goes number one. A lot of us made a lot of money doing that, the NBA draft. He, he gets picked by Orlando. And within a second and a half of the NBA season starting, like a second and mm -hmm. a half after it starts, he's already $7. Yes. Yeah. So if that happened to Paolo Boncaro in a betting market, Imagine what could happen to Wembanyama. Let's say he comes out and he just has a great first week. Dude, he's going to be minus a bajillion. So, so, so and that's the point, right? Yes. Like, this is, I don't think I have a bet here. And like, like you said, we don't even know what teams these guys are playing on, Besides right? Like, him. it's really him. hard to bet it. Yeah. But the only bet you could make is if you're that high on Wembanyama, bet it now. Because I will bet you whatever amount you want that this number only goes gets worse. That's right. This is the more Hamlin comeback player of the year. It's not as much as that, but like Wimbenyama's only moving one way. I love how y'all fought me on that uh, Demar Hamlin thing for a minute. <laughs> I'm like screaming. I'm like, did someone else almost die on the field? <laughs> did I miss that? Hey, um, that was one I was just I was trying to make cases at least. You're like, what if Russell Wilson has this unbelievable <laughs> season for the? Uh, did he die on the field? Um. <laughs> Like things you never think you'll have to say on the air. Did he almost die on the right, field? I yeah. missed that. Uh, that that's just the one thing that I do that I do want to stress because the Boncaro thing. We sat here 
you know, I, and I'm, you know, I said a second and a half, but let's let's be realistic. It was less than a month into the season, right? We were we were like in no, early November. This was before Thanksgiving. We're like, how's he seven dollars? It's November, and of course he still wins it, right? But right. that's not the point. So I think I like I'm just pulling up some of the draft order right now. Like let, let's say a but the point being that if that hap- if that can happen to Paulo Boncaro, good God, what right. could happen to Wembenyama? Correct, Yama? correct. Yeah. I do think I do think I would at least hold for now. Wait till the actual draft because if you get a team, like I think there's a chance if you get a team like a uh, Detroit. Let's say Detroit loves Scoot Henderson. They trade and they trade up, trade for that spot at number two, number three, whatever. Well, if they love him, I guess they're going up to number two to get him. They love Scoot Henderson. Like that's a location where. Like, it's another spot where Scoot Henderson's not going to have much to compete with, where it's going to be Scoot, here's here's the ball, pretty much. And they got a couple other guys on the team that want to get involved. And, but it's going to be his offense from day one. So maybe there's some value that opens up there. But, man, I, I, like, I think this only moves one way. I think it only moves one way. And because of that, we could actually sit here and say, maybe this is just a bet against an injury then. You know, because... yeah. Short of short of him having a terrible season or getting hurt, <coughs> come on. And narrative, narrative, right? Like we see, we saw it yeah. in the NBA this season. Anyway, the guy won an MVP because of it. You don't have to raise to bet it, but uh, just know that it could be minus a thousand in the blink. We'll come back. Bill Krakenberger, unscripted in studio. It's a Thursday on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 